I think what I notice the most is when a client comes to me is they're always like, you know, they say, I can't lose the last 10 pounds. And when I actually look at their diet, they're not eating enough, right? And I think that in this world of convenience, it's really easy to eat those packaged foods that are already ready to go. And so they're having, let's just use yogurt and granola as an example for breakfast, because they think yogurt and granola are really healthy. And while each food right there might have some benefit, it's actually not typically enough to get your day going off on the right foot. And I try to explain that we want to have proper macronutrients, which is, sounds very complicated, but macronutrients are proteins, carbs, and fats. And a lot of women tend to be afraid to have healthy fats or have protein because they think they're going to get really muscular and really bulk up. But as women, we really need that protein to help us have the lean muscle that we, we lose every year, right? After we hit 30, 40, we start losing. And so I try to explain if you have some protein in the morning, have some carbs and have some fats in the morning, it's a balanced meal. And that is going to make you feel so good you're not going to hit that crash as if you had that granola and yogurt which is mostly filled with sugar it's going to make you feel really good for an hour and then an hour later you're going to be hungry and you're going to be starving and you're going to go for the next thing and Welcome to another episode on the Fueled by Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Dubay. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Fueled by Gratitude has the pleasure of interviewing and having raw, authentic conversations with amazing guest speakers who are entrepreneurs, coaches, business professionals, and everyday amazing human beings. Each individual is here to share their testimonies and principles to living a life in which you are not just surviving, but a life in which you are thriving in. Today's episode is with Tara Ramos. She's a fitness and nutrition coach known for her method, the mindful eating method. And today we just kind of deep dived on the concept of just eating, the diet mentality, your relationship with food, the the mis information about food and dieting, the crash dieting culture, all of the things that has to do with trying to lose weight and our mindset around food. I loved this conversation because it's one of many conversations that I feel I have all the time when it comes with when it comes to my friends and I, we talk about food, we talk about trying to lose weight, we talk about how much we love it or what foods we shouldn't be eating or how we can't stay away from this type of food. And it's just a conversation that I have a lot, especially being a foodie myself. So I had to have Tara Ramos on today's podcast. She's a friend of mine for many years and I am gonna just say there is a little time in the interview where we have a little background noise, but don't worry, it quickly goes away. We had some animals making a little noise in the background, but we got through it and it's an interview that you're not going to want to skip through. Listen to it. I think you're going to learn and have a lot of um, information and some tips and hacks even to really create a healthy mindset and relationship with your food. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode on the Field by Gratitude podcast. It's my pleasure today to introduce to you a good friend of mine. We've been friends. I was actually doing the math today. I think we've been friends for like eight years, something like that, maybe almost nine. Um, 
It's super amazing to have you on here. I have Tara Ramos on. She's a fitness and nutrition coach, and she's going to talk about the diet mentality. Her method that she created is called the mindful eating method, and we're going to talk about the relationship with food because if you're anything like me, I really love food. And if you tell me that I can't eat or you're restricting my ability to enjoy food, I'm probably not going to be empowered to journey on a, a health or fitness or lose weight. I'm probably going to be already disempowered. So Tara, thank you so much for being on today's uh, podcast interview with me and discussion, just having a raw, authentic conversation about this area of life that affects pretty much everybody. Um, so tell everybody again, a little bit more about who you are, what you do, and, and let's get into this topic of mindful eating and our relationship with food. I love it. Thank you so much for having me. First of all, I'm super honored and I'm so excited. I always listen to all your podcasts, <laughs> so I love it. Um, okay. So I quite have a background in this, right? I, uh, grew up in a very fit and healthy family. My parents stressed the importance of nutrients growing up. So I was really blessed to grow up in a family who, you know, valued healthy family meals, right? Like we avoided fast food and, you know, just, they, they taught me right from the beginning. So I feel really blessed in that way. Um, but as I got a little bit older, you know, around just, you know, not social media was anything back then, but just in the media and magazines, there was so much marketing towards dieting and being skinny and, you know, looking up to, you know, watching E! Entertainment television, right? And seeing all the, the thin actresses and act actors. And I ended up developing an eating disorder in my teens and through college. And despite being extremely fit, I always thought I was fat. And just hearing those words, you know, from, you know, moms who were like, oh, well, does this make me look fat? You know, I feel fat. Like you hear those terms used over and over again. And thankfully I was able to overcome that. And, you know, after I graduated college, I became a registered nurse and I was able to overcome the eating disorder on my own, but still just had this passion for fitness. And I, I learned so quickly that I wanted to help others overcome what I had gone through and have a healthy relationship with food. Um, but I was a registered nurse. So I became a personal trainer on the side and I helped people train in the gym, but I really never got to discuss nutrition with them. And so all this time as working as a nurse, I just had in the back of my mind, like, I know I can help people be healthy and like have a great balance and, and sustainable life with the nutrition. Right. So um, I ended up becoming a figure competitor. I competed and the first line of helping people was I helped other moms learn how to eat right, but step on stage and compete and feel great because there was so much, you know, negativity that after you're a mom, you'll never be in shape. So my first line of helping them was helping them get fit, learning how to eat right. But what I found was that those women didn't know how to eat after we were done working together. So three or six months would go by and they ate great for those three to six months, but they were so restricted that they didn't know how to eat afterwards. So it was like going back to the drawing board. I'm like, okay, this isn't working. Right. So in between there, I ended up getting diagnosed with stage four cancer and everything kind of just shifted in my head. It was like, I need to teach people health is the utmost importance, right? Like that comes long before how you look in the mirror. So I've been just kind of deep diving over the last couple of years on lifestyle and how to teach people how to eat for the rest of their lives, right? Not just to look great. Can you hear that in the background? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. The one guy. Okay. Sorry. Um, anyway, so starting at the beginning of the year, I dove in and I really wanted to just help women lifestyle. Like how can I help them eat 
for good without ever feeling like they're restricted? How can I help them lose those 10 to 15 pounds that they've been dying to lose, but keep it off and never feeling that scarcity mindset, that guilt mindset, if they have their favorite food, but then they feel guilty and they binge on it. How can I help them learn to balance? So that's, Where this business has come from, where this mindful method has come from is that I want to help women who typically are busy, overwhelmed moms who, you know, think that they don't have time to cook. They don't know how to feed their families. And so I help them learn to eat balanced and, and not feel restricted how they can still have their glass of wine at night and, and still lose weight. Right. So um, a lot of it just comes from helping them stop labeling foods as good and bad and, and stop feeling like if they if they eat something that maybe they thought was bad, that it's okay. You don't have to wait till Monday to start all over. Let's just keep moving forward. Um, So it's definitely a mindset shift around food and nutrition, Um, but it's, it's so doable and it's sustainable and whatever a parent does, their children are going to follow. And so my hope with this is that the moms that I'm helping are going to be able to teach these habits to their children too. And that way there's that ripple effect, you know? Awesome. Yeah. Well, so I, I know when, before we hit the record button, I talked a lot about how I just love food. I consider myself a foodie. And I think that this is an area where most people would have a little bit more power if they understood what, you know, a healthy relationship with food can look like. And maybe we can do a little bit of like myth busting around food and the mindset around food, just to kind of kick this off a little bit deeper on that you can be healthy, you can lose the weight, you can maintain it. And I think, I know I relate to the whole yo-yo diet thing, like doing a, you know, a a restrictive diet to quickly lose weight for an event, or uh, I put on an extra 10, 15 pounds, and I'm like, oh no, I'm overweight again, and, and let me do something real quick. Let me get on some shakes, and let me just restrict my calories and lose that weight again. But then, as we all know, it's not, it's not maintainable. It's not, it's not part of life. And so how do we start, let's myth bust a little bit about like, how can we be healthy? How can we eat healthy? How can we start to have a a relationship with food? And maybe you can share a little bit later too, on like some of the things, some of the foods that we might think are healthy that are not, you know, I know that was a journey. Yeah, that's huge. Maybe some foods that we think are not healthy, but are, you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, that could be helpful. So let's start with kind of myth busting about, you know, the, the mindset about food and yeah. how to having a healthy relationship with food. Absolutely. I think what I notice the most is when a client comes to me is they're always like, you know, they say, I can't lose the last 10 pounds. And when I actually look at their diet, they're not eating enough. Right. And I think that in this world of convenience, it's really easy to eat those packaged foods that are already ready to go. And so they're having, let's just use yogurt and granola as an example for breakfast, because they think yogurt and granola are really healthy. And while each food right there might have some benefits, it's actually not typically enough to get your day going off on the right foot. And I try to explain that we want to have proper macronutrients, which it sounds very complicated, but macronutrients are proteins, carbs, and fats. And a lot of women tend to be afraid to have healthy fats or have protein because they think they're going to get really muscular and really bulk up. But as women, we really need that protein to help us have the lean muscle that we, we lose every year, right? After we hit 30, 40, we start losing. And so I try to explain, if you have some protein in the morning, have some carbs and have some fats in the morning, it's a balanced meal. And that is going to make you feel so good. You're not going to hit that crash as if you had that granola and yogurt, which is mostly filled 
filled with sugar, it's going to make you feel really good for an hour. And then an hour later, you're going to be hungry and you're going to be starving. And you're going to go for the next thing. And so we start with learning how to balance those macronutrients, how to have the proteins, the carbs, and the fats. And um, once we start on that path and we look at each meal with those three macronutrients, it really helps them learn how to set up their plate. And um, we try to avoid having people use scales and things that are going to be like mess with their mindset, right? They're thinking, oh, I have to weigh my food. I've got to measure my food. We try to get around that as well. So I teach people how to use their hands as a way to eyeball how much they're eating. And with doing that, we can help them stop under eating protein and start eating the right amount for their body. And with the whole, you know, uh, carbohydrate. Everyone thinks that carbs make them fat. I teach them that healthy carbs are exactly what our body needs. And I always use the analogy that you would never drive your car with no gas. And our bodies need that same fuel. We need to have those carbs. We need to have those proteins and we need those healthy fats to have a, give us enough fuel to get through our day. Um, and so it's a lot about just looking at food and thinking of it as fuel and stop thinking about it as like your enemy. So you were saying that most people can't lose the last 10 pounds because they're not eating enough, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. As a little bit of it, they're not eating enough of the right foods. Exactly. So things that like, okay, you want to do a quick like yogurt and granola, but then what you don't realize is that that's just going to make you hungrier later on. Most likely you're going to want to like binge eat something that probably isn't good for you. So exactly looking at macros. I've heard this before. Maybe some people haven't. So you want the good protein, good carbs, good, um, you know, like you're saying there's some carbs better than the others, but I've heard that. And I think you said this too, is like, there's no such thing as good or bad food. So can you, Absolutely. what does that mean? Because in a way our minds are wired to think this is bad. This is good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so how do we kind of like understand this for that health, you know, for like, what is the right fuel? I guess, what's the better way to say it than the good and the bad? Like what's a healthier, right. way? what's the, how do we shift the wording, the mindset around what is good and bad food or how, like, I get stuck there where it's like, well, mm -hmm. like to me, there are some foods that are bad. So how do we get away from that? Yeah. So we do, we try not to label good and bad just because it creates that negative connotation around that food. Right. So I always tell everybody, you can still have those things that you think are sweets and, you know, maybe your cookies or things that you really enjoy that you would typically think are bad. You can still have that. And it's okay. If you do, we'll just keep moving forward. But when we look at a meal and we want it to be balanced and we want to make sure it is the healthiest that it can be for our body, I always tell them to, to turn it over, look at the label. We try to focus on whole foods and a whole food is a one ingredient food, right? So whether that's, if we're thinking breakfast, let's just talk about oatmeal, like plain oatmeal, that's a one ingredient food, right? That's a whole food or just eggs. There's your protein, there's a one ingredient food. So we try to shift away from eating so much packaged foods because that's where you'll find those hidden ingredients, those hidden genetically modified foods or you know ingredients that they use or another really big one is the hidden added sugars. Um, and that is really big because this day and age, there's a lot of obesity, cardiovascular disease, type two diabetes, which is all related to the foods that we're eating. Right. And a lot of that is coming from all those added sugars that start to add up over time in our body. And so I really like to teach them to, if you're not having a one ingredient food, 
flip that nutrition label over, or flip that product over and look at the nutrition label. Let's look at how many added you know, sugars there are. And then that way we can make a decision like, should I be having this right now or, or not, right? So we really try to focus on getting in those whole healthy you know, foods that are going to give us all that fuel and nutrients and antioxidants. And maybe later when we want to have that sweet, you know, packaged food, it's okay because we started our day off, right. With this really awesome, well-rounded breakfast. Right. Perfect. So now I know for me, and I know a lot of people listening probably do this where like, they just want to be told like, what should I eat? You know, I don't know as you, as a fitness coach, you probably get asked like, Hey, can you create a meal plan for me? Um, because mm-hmm. most us when they're on um, anything, even if it's like a business, you're starting a business that people just want like a script. People just want like, okay, just tell me what to do from the time I wake up and from the time I go to bed. You know, like yeah. I know I, 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 you trained me, you know, a couple of years ago. And it's like, I wanted, I had that mindset was like, okay, tell me what workouts to do. Tell me what to eat. Like, give me the meal plan. And of course, at that time I was considering co- competing. So totally different, but how can people feel, um, you know, maybe confident enough or feel like they can, they can do this without the constant need of somebody scripting everything for them. Like what are some of the, like some of the freedoms, I guess, that they can feel in this journey that allows them to say, oh, I can do this. Like, I know, I know how to create, you know, a good meal plan on my own. What would you say, like, how how would that journey start for them? Or like, because maybe they don't know, like, okay, we know that packaged foods can have some hidden ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe they, they, they think that carbs are bad for them and now they know they're not, but like, how can someone have that? I don't, I'm, I can't think of the word, but like confidence, but like also like empowerment to create those, those plant, those meal plans for themselves. Like what, how, how would you get started in that? Right. Well, I love that you mentioned that because actually I don't tell my clients exactly what to eat, because if I do that, they're going to turn around in three months when we're done working with each other and go, well, wait a minute, what do I do? Right. So I do want to empower them to make the right choices. So with a client, we, we talk about like red light, green light, and uh, yellow light foods, meaning that your green lights are the ones that are amazing that you always want to have your yellow light foods are kind of like, well, we just don't want to have them as often. And the red light foods are those that we, we really want maybe have once a week or not as often, right? Like just thinking of it simply like that. And the green light foods, again, are going back to talking about those whole foods, things that are not packaged, things that are one ingredient, because there's nothing hidden in it. And those are the things that you want to have all the time. And so if you can focus on that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right, thinking about things that are whole, you know, eggs in the morning, chicken or turkey at lunch, you know, maybe once or twice a week some, you know, a lean steak for dinner, but, you know, focusing on things that are whole ingredients that you're not just buying pre-packaged at the grocery store. And then same thing when it comes to like carbohydrates in those meals, like you can't go wrong with rice. You can't go wrong with potatoes, right? You can't go wrong with oatmeal. So thinking in regards of whole foods at each meal and fresh vegetables, I feel like this day and age, we've just grown so far away from eating fibrous green vegetables. There's so many commercials on TV for, you know, macaroni and cheese and all these convenient foods, 
which are great when you're in a hurry, but our kids don't even realize the importance of eating green vegetables. And then it develops this level of vegetables are gross, right? But if you start cooking them every day and finding different ways to roast your vegetables and saute your vegetables, they are, you guys, they're so amazing for your body in just so many ways, decreasing inflammation and, and all these, these problems that we can solve through our food because food really is medicine, you know? And so thinking about each meal as having, again, some sort of protein, some sort of carb and some sort of fibrous vegetable. If you think about that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, it is going to help you get so far ahead and your body is gonna love it. Like you're going to have clarity, no more brain fog. You're, you're going to feel so much more energetic. You're not going to have those crashes in the middle of the day because, you know, a lot of times, like I was saying earlier, people will start their day with granola and yogurt. And what happens with that is that's just mostly carbs and a lot of added sugar. Your body's going to dip. You're going to feel that crash in the middle of the morning. You're going to get hungry. Lunch is going to come around. And you're just going to grab whatever in front of you, like whatever is the most convenient. And so then you're going to, again, now at lunch, you're just grabbing whatever is in front of you in the middle of the afternoon, when you're at work or on your way home, you're going to start feeling kind of crabby and not really good. And your body's not going to feel great. And what happens when you get home? You're not going to want to do any activity. You're going to just want to sit on the couch, not get anything done. And then dinner is going to be the same thing. You're going to be like, well, I already kind of like didn't eat great for the day. So dinner doesn't really matter either. Let me just grab whatever's convenient. And so it kind of just becomes a cycle. Whereas if we can stop that cycle, start your day with something fuel, like some, some sort of fuel in the morning. And I always preach like, maybe you're not dieting for a competition, stepping on stage. We're not, you know, saying, oh, you have to eat every two hours. But I do try to tell people you should eat a breakfast, a mid-morning snack, a lunch, an afternoon snack and dinner, because it's just going to help you feel balanced throughout the day. And you're not going to have those crashes or those cravings that when you get to a meal, you just eat whatever's in front of you and feel really ravenous. So it's really just about finding how do you can balance your body to, to keep those crashes from coming, but it just makes you feel, once you get into that habit, you just feel so amazing. There's definitely a clear difference. Yeah. I know that I can relate to the whole feeling like crashing. I have this thing where like, if I'm not consciously and intentionally planning my meals throughout the day, and I'm just like, you know, winging my day, you know, we've all been there where you have yeah. chaotic, even chaotic weeks and you know, I'm, I love systems and I, I can tell when I don't have my normal routine going, like if I didn't have a consistent week of like waking up early and doing my meditations and doing my workout, I notice that I'm completely dysregulated and it starts to like bleed into other areas of my life where like, okay, now I'm actually not eating right. And then I'm, you know, find myself a weekend where I have this, like what I call like the two to 3 PM crash where it's like around mm -hmm. two. I feel like I need a nice coffee and I need a, like I'm binge eating, you know, because I don't know, but it's, it's like so weird because like I start out the day, I could start out the day. Okay. You know, mm -hmm. and I have a decent lunch, but then something happens around two, three o'clock. So what would, without me being like a health and fitness expert, like what might be some of that some of the reasons why that is happening. I like to blame it sometimes just because if I have like a busy week, but sometimes it's not even when I have a busy week. Sometimes it's just like, I feel like I've programmed myself for like two, three o'clock. I feel like that. And I'm like, I need a meal and I need it. And, yeah. and it's not necessarily that I need it. Maybe it is. Maybe it's just like mm -hmm. my body. This is a mm -hmm. meal. It's a sign. Absolutely. But I also notice like energetically, I'm like, oh, like a little yeah. bit more burnt out. And I feel like I just mm -hmm. need to like, outside and like do nothing for like a good hour, you know, before I, <laughs> um, but like, so how, like, that's probably 
my body speaking to me, right? Or maybe I'm lacking. So. Um, yeah. You know, like how, how would, because I know I'm not the only one. I've actually had this conversation with a lot of women and moms, especially mm-hmm. have like a certain time of day where they're just starting to crash and it's not at night, mm-hmm. you know, because at night I would be okay. I'd be like, okay, it's time to go to bed. But it's usually like when I still need to be energized, when I still need work to do, when I have the kids coming home from school and they need help with homework and activities that they have to go to, I have to drive them. And I'm just like completely drained. What mm-hmm. would, what, if someone's listening right now, feeling that burnout, usually around the same time of the day, regularly, I think it's definitely diet wise, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. What, what are some of the ways that they could check themselves and say, okay, what could I start incorporating in my, in my diet that yeah. will feel so burnt out? Would you, would you be asking me like, what did you eat for breakfast? What did you yeah. eat for lunch? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What have you had so far? Absolutely. What, and you know, you want to think that's your body telling you something, right? And if it's happening at the same time every day, let's look at the pattern. So yeah, let's see, what did you have for breakfast? You know, what time did you eat breakfast? Cause if you, if you woke up and ate breakfast at seven, you're probably hungry again around nine 30, 10. Did you eat anything at that point to bridge you before you got to lunch? And then again, what time did you eat lunch? Let's say you ate at 12 and then you're crashing at two or three probably your body going, Hmm, I'm kind of hungry again. Let me, let me give it a little fuel. Right. And that's why I always say you got to give your body the fuel. We just have to make sure it's something that's actually going to fuel you rather than kind of make you come up and down really fast. Um, and so I would typically look at, well, what did you eat? A lot of us women think carbs are bad for us. And so a lot of times women will eat just a salad for lunch. And what ends up happening is they didn't give their body enough nutrients to help fuel them through the afternoon. And so I always tell everybody, do not be afraid of carbs. Carbs are good. We just want to eat the ones that are not processed, right? Like those ones with the added sugars. So, you know, having some rice at lunch or maybe have sandwich on, you know, whole grain bread, it's going to help fuel you. But again, if you ate at 12, you're probably ready to have another little snack around two or three and it's okay. And, and don't forget the importance of water, right? A lot of us aren't drinking enough water. We don't think about it. So if you're drinking plenty of water throughout the day and you're eating, again, if you're eating lunch at 12, go ahead and have another little snack around two or three. Make sure you're drinking plenty of water to optimize all those cells and help you function and have that clarity. You will feel a big difference. And then you won't feel so starving and ravenous at dinner time that you eat whatever's in front of you. Right, right. I love that. Okay, so to summarize, you need, it doesn't matter the cat. Cal- we're not calorie counting here. We're not weighing not our calorie counting. and you, most people are not eating enough. They need to eat right. much of the good food, even though yeah. we're kind of way that word, but yes. the more of the balanced foods that right. really craves to kind of energize us, get us through the day. So we don't get in those crash and get in the burnout. What else yeah. would just a very limiting um, belief or mindset around food that people have? Besides the fact that they think that they have to deprive themselves and, you know, that's bad for them. What, what do you, what else do you find in the, in the arena of like food mentality that isn't helpful for most people? What would you say? And it goes back to like people removing like food groups, right? We have so much around keto and like, you know, bad carbs and stuff like that. And Again, I don't think removing an entire food group is the answer because when we do that, that's what makes us want it more and crave it more, right? So if you go on a low carb diet for three months and then you come off of it, the first thing you're going to do is be like, give me that loaf of bread. So again, it's just, you know, reminding yourself that 
we need all those macronutrients to keep a healthy body. And so we want to just try to avoid having as much of the processed foods, because when you eat again, those whole foods, you just feel so much better. You stay fuller longer, and then you're not going to crave all of those things. Um, and again, if you have something, let's say you went out for ice cream with your family, that's not going to derail you. Have it, enjoy it. But don't let that say, oh, well, you know what? I just messed up my diet. I'll start over Monday. No, enjoy it and move on. Because when we start thinking like that, that's what really messes us up. And then it kind of creates that bad habit of, well, you know, it's, it's November. I messed up. I'll just wait till January 1st. So you just, it's okay. You had it, enjoy it and keep going. It's not going to ruin, <laughs> it's not going to ruin all of your hard work. Right, right. The small little changes and breaking the little patterns and habits. Definitely. I know that I teach that in a lot of my practices and modalities of just like breaking the habit. And Dr. Joe Dispenza has a book. It's called, you know, breaking the habit of being you. And sometimes we've just, we haven't learned those like lifestyle practices. We haven't learned those healthy mindsets with food and, you know, catching yourself on what you keep doing, like you said, like how many of us, yeah, we're going to have a day where we ate the ice cream, we had the slice of pizza, we had the wings, but that doesn't mean, you know, you just quit it all because you had one day. It's that all or nothing mindset. That's gotta, it's gotta go. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I know you and I were just talking about how much like mindset is such a huge part in the health journey and vice versa. Like for people who are in, you know, self-healing and self-love journey and looking for transformation in other areas of their life, the diet and how they eat and how they move their body is also part of the regulation. So I would definitely, if you guys are listening, you know, if you're wanting to have a healthy relationship with food, don't forget to feed your mind as well with the mindset and motivation to kind of help you rewire your ideas and beliefs about food. So Tara, tell us a little bit more about like what you have going on. Do you have any other resources people can plug into with you? I know you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook, any other platforms you're on? No, right now it's just Facebook and Instagram. And um, I do a lot of education on there. I love to do a little lives in my stories. And as much as I focus on helping women, I do a lot about what as moms or dads that we can do for our kids too. I just love that whole approach. Like I mentioned earlier that whatever we do as parents, it helps our kids. So I do a lot of stuff in relation to families and education around nutrition. And again, the mindset around just queuing into our feelings around food. I love that. So what are any uh, current programs that you have going on right now? What are some other, what are some ways people can tune into you? I love that you have, you know, education for parents and, and, and young children, like parents with young children to start helping them have a good mindset around food, right? I have three daughters and I want them to have a good relationship with food. I want mm -hmm. them to have a good relationship with themselves and, and their bodies. And yeah. so I, because I don't think enough people, health coaches are teaching in that arena about like educating moms and dads on how to talk about food, how to yeah. talk about their bodies and, and, their, and what, you know, I actually read or saw a video recently about how try to not use the words you're pretty, you know, like mm -hmm. too often and it's more about or or even using the words like oh you're so skinny or because they could even they could take that negatively like oh I'm mm -hmm. skinny with me or it or you know I mean parents don't realize that like 
what these little things that you say and how it's taken in. And even for siblings, I know my sister used to like make fun of me when I was younger and siblings are almost like a parent form, you know, when you're growing mm -hmm. up. I love that you're educating in that arena because I think that is something that definitely needs to, to be available for parents and for, you know, older brothers and sisters that yes. are. So, but, so go, tell us a little bit more. I was rambling there. Tell us a little bit more about your programs and resources, anything up, anything that people can connect with you. Um, you know, that there's tons of health and wellness coaches out there. There's not a shortage of them, but what do you have that people might be able to plug into and receive help with and in, in, in a different arena? So I do one-on-one, -on -one. it's very high touch coaching. It's a lot of accountability because you know what? Free resources are out there everywhere. You can find how to eat anywhere you go, right? But having someone guide you is, it's so beneficial. I'm there to help them when they, you know, say, hey, you know, should I have this? Should I have that? And instead of being like, you know, yeah, go ahead. I'm like, well, what do you think? You know, and just having that accountability, having that person to guide you, it's a lot of high touch, but we do everything. We, you know, come up with a nutrition plan for them. And again, it's not me saying, eat this, this, and this. It's very guided in the, in the fact that we talk about, you know, again, how to eat balanced and all that. Um, and so they have like a framework that we create just for each individual. And then we come up with a workout plan for them. And it's anything from, you know, a stay at home mom who wants to work out at home or maybe a, a busy working mom who doesn't really have time to work out, we come up with a plan so that they can find the time, you know, a couple of days a week to do something sustainable that doesn't add the extra stress to their life. That's a really big one for me is that as a busy mom myself who have kids who are all over the place, I want to help other moms find time for themselves, but that it's not going to add added stress. So we come up with a workout plan, whether it's in the gym or at home. Um, and it's, again, it's very high touch. We are talking, <laughs> most of my clients and I, we talk all day long. I'm going back and forth. They're asking questions. I'm giving tips. And so again, it's just a lot of accountability to be there for them and help them learn how to eat for the rest of their life. Perfect. Perfect. And do you have any, like, will you be maybe in the future doing any like group coaching stuff? Do you have any like online, like resources, just throwing it out there that, you know, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, group coaching, I haven't thought about yet, but definitely I'll be coming up with some like shopping guides and things like that, that I'll be adding to my, um, like my Instagram and my Facebook so that people who are like, well, wait a minute, what are those red light, green light, yellow light foods? I'll be putting out some resources for everyone so that they can, you know, print those out and keep those handy. I love that. I love that. Okay. Well, anything that you have available, I will be linking it in the show notes of the podcast. So you guys definitely make sure to connect with Tara, follow her. She gives tons of information. She has fun with it too. I've been watching your reels and on Facebook and on Instagram. Those are fun and very educational. Um, yeah. I mean, if you have anything else you want to share with right now, this is your time, but I'm just super grateful that you took the time to kind of have this conversation with me in, 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 a, in an area of life that I know a lot of people are struggling with and want to create balance with. I know that every single time I feel like I figured it out, there's something new to learn. And so health is just something that I'm always plugged into and fitness and food and the whole diet mentality, getting rid of the diet mentality is so hard, especially if you've had it for so long, where you just yeah. feel like you constantly need to diet. And over the summer, I always usually put on some, I call it the happy weight just because we're vacationing, we're, you know, eating a lot more. The kids are home from school, we're snacking a little bit more because the kids are home and, you know, your routine gets thrown 
I always, it's like, it's just this thing that happens every summer. I, I pack on a little bit of weight. I call it the happy weight. And then usually by the fall, I'm back into like, but even recently I caught myself saying like, oh, maybe I'll just like do some shakes and just like lose that, you know, summer weight. And it's like, no, yeah. I know better than that. I know that right. that's not, you know, you know, like I need to just go back into my lifestyle practices and, you know, not eat the ice cream every day. And like, it's like the things yeah. that I like, we always want to do like this quick fix. And we always want to like, again, it's that diet culture. It's that diet mentality. Yeah. I had done it for so long, never maintained it when I did it that I should know by now. But so we all need that reminder. We all need that check-in to say, Hey, how are you thinking about food right now? And how are you yourself and what are you really doing to feel yourself the right way and create that balance that's really what it comes down to and doing the mindset work so that you you know you start to understand like when you're being good to yourself and how you know plays in that so I know that's what it is for me so again thank you so much Tara for being on um any Wanna, you want to, you I just, you know what, just one, one small habit change can literally change everything for you, you know? So just keep that in mind. You're not overhauling your nutrition in one day, but if you just make one change this week and stick with it, you would be really surprised what that's going to do for you three, six, nine months down the road. Exactly. About creating those habits that are going to sustain you and long-term yeah. so that you start to rewire those old patterns that you have Absolutely. done wire them for new patterns. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tara. Um, on for whatever else is new with your business and your coaching. Um, I'm looking forward to watching your business explode because we've been friends for so long. Really happy that are doing this now and offering your help. You're an amazing coach. I know you've helped me when I was in, you know, a journey when I was going through my divorce and wanting to get I can highly recommend Tara. I'm super blessed to know you. And again, thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Fueled by Gratitude. It is my honor and pleasure to give you a weekly dose of some positivity, uplifting words, and some mindset and lifestyle principles that you can use to transform into your best version. If you loved what you heard today, please share this episode with your friends and make sure to check out my woman mindset group called Mad Women. Link in the comments in the show notes. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch you next time on another episode.